Hi, you're listening to Delusional Optimism with Dr. B, where we explore human resiliency and learn how people thrive even after adversity. We break down the complexities of the human brain so concepts are simple and relatable. It's fun and empowering to understand how your earliest experiences influence your relationships today. What makes you tick? Dr. B is a speaker, trainer, and consultant who understands emotions and human development from the inside out. Let's dive into today's episode. Here's Dr. B. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Happy Pride 2020, Dr. B's coming out story. If you're interested in furthering this conversation, please email me at contact at drbconnections.com. Or if you want to know more about me, go to my website at www.drbconnections.com. This episode was recorded on June 10th during a Facebook Live series. Without further ado, let's kick it over to the episode. It's Pride Month, and we're not celebrating Pride the way we have in the past. And so I decided that I wanted to devote the rest of this week, Good Morning Fausto, to celebrating Pride on Facebook Live. And what that means is it's a little different than celebrating It's really acknowledging our stories and how we got to this place of being open out and prideful about who we are. And it's not easy. And so if I seem a little disorganized as the clinical psychologist, Dr. B, I was telling my wife this morning that she said, are you nervous? And I said, yeah, a little bit, because every single time you tell your story, you're coming out and it makes you vulnerable. And so there's no difference about that for me today, even as on a live, uh, on a live show. So let me start with this happy pride. Everybody has their own story. I don't speak for every gay person on the universe. I speak for this one single gay person in the universe. And my story is different than a lot of people's stories. So I decided to share it today, but it's only my story. This is not the process that everybody goes through. Coming out is something that you never, ever, ever stop doing. It's something that you have to do over and over again in your lifetime. Look, I'm 52 going on 53 and I'm coming out to you today. Not that it's probably big, a big surprise, but this is probably think you're going to learn things about me today that you didn't know before. So you never, you never stop needing to tell people or you don't have to tell anybody, but in order to live openly that then you do have to be able to share your story. And every time you do that, you don't know what the response is going to be on the other side. You don't know what they're thinking inside their head. So I chose late in life to live my truth. I didn't know that it was my truth until I was older. So I came out at 39, but I really only came out to myself and I was married at the time. So I came out to my husband. I did a ton of work, which is how I figured out I was gay and The process still almost killed me, literally almost killed me. I don't know how young people do this. And I really hope and pray that 
the way we live our lives today and the, and the movements we're making towards equality will make it an easier process for young people and all people who have to face rejection, isolation, and depression when they want to just live their truth and be honest about who they are and what their life means. So here's my story. I was married. I have three beautiful children. They're adult children now. At the time, they were younger. And I think my youngest was maybe nine at the time. And he might tell his, he might do an interview on Friday morning. We haven't exactly established that yet, but I thought it might be fun for you to hear what it's like to be a child of a parent who's gay. All of my children, I'm very, very fortunate to have loving relationships with, and they're all very uh, open about equality. And so they, they, I've never had a day in my life where my children rejected me for being gay. And my ex-husband now is still, I, be, I he's still my friend. I love him dearly. Okay, I'm going to cry. But I couldn't stay in that marriage because it would send a message after it would send a message to my children that once I knew this about me, that it wasn't okay for them to know something about them and not be true and live their own truth. And I couldn't do that. So many, many, many years later, it, your coming out story is so powerful and a lot of times so painful. So... But I, I sat, I was in my therapist's office, my clinical psychologist's office, and she happened to be a lesbian. And I was just sitting there one day thinking, and I was about three weeks or maybe four weeks away from moving to Ohio to do my internship in clinical psych. And I was about to, uh, I just looked at her and I thought, and she was married to a woman. And I thought one of these days, I just knew instantly, I thought, oh my gosh, I, I identified with who she was. I knew for the first time in my life that I was gay because I saw a person who was like me, who I identified with as gay and was married and she was married to a person with children and... I was just so rattled. I said nothing, but I drove straight home to my house and told my husband at the time that, you know, I think I missed something in my adolescence and that, you know, we would figure it out and nothing would change and everything would be okay. Okay. Nothing was further from the truth, but, you know, that was my real wish that, it would just be okay, and we would move forward. And we did, but we've had some rocky roads. I've done some really stupid things. Because when you come out in your later in life, what you don't realize is that you missed your real adolescence. You, you know, when you come out when you're young and you're an adolescent, think of all the dumb things you do. 
Well, when you come out as an older person, you also do dumb things because you have to mature in your mind as your adult relationship. You know, we're built on your wrong sexual orientation. So in the big picture of things today, I'm so happy. I would never say like, oh my gosh, I wasn't happy when I was married to my husband and raising my children and, and doing my life because I didn't know. That was my own unconscious awareness, not allowing myself to know all of who I was. I didn't grow up in a time where I ever knew any lesbians. I thought that gay was were men only. And it took all the way into, then I met lesbians and, and pe- more, more of the, <clears throat> the diversity among the LGBTQ community when I, you know, moved out of my house and lived on my own and had a career and became very much aware of this whole, like, literal diversity in the LGBT community but I hadn't identified with it because what I really identified with was being a mother and, and I was married to my best friend. So it didn't, it didn't really cross my mind. So, but then knowing that and having the wisdom of almost 40, having an entire family and a marriage that's perfectly fine and being weeks away from moving to Ohio, I just decided that, you know, I didn't need to do anything about this. I knew I was gay. I knew I was gay from the moment I was born at that point. But I also just, I just didn't know what to do about it. I was coming off the heels of having cancer, which I've mentioned before. So I had cancer um, about when I was about 34 and my dad had died in my early 30s. So I had had some really big awareness events happen that I also think contributed to the psychologist all of a sudden figuring out, oh, you know, you're gay. So anyway, what I thought would probably be really helpful in knowing what I was thinking and how I was feeling at the time, and if you meet a gay person, you know, like, you've never seen me cry. I don't, I cry a lot and I never cry. Like, it's a little bit of the, you know, it kind of catches me off guard. I was not expecting to cry. But the, this is such a hard thing to do. And Imagine as a straight person and see, I don't have the, I don't have the perspective of coming out younger. So I don't know what it would be like to have to tell this story when you're a younger person. But as an older person, I look back and think, Oh my gosh, how do you explain this to people? I just, I don't know how you do that when you're a young person and you, you, don't have a support system or you don't know anybody who can help you along this journey and road. So I just say straight people be allies and make it really, really clear. And some friends the other day about a week ago helped me help make this really clear for me in the sense of wearing a rainbow bracelet. Like that says to me, oh, you're an ally, whether you're gay or straight. 
And it's important that we wear our values on our shirts and our bracelets and our voices because otherwise we don't know what people are thinking. You can't say things like, um, <clears throat> love the, love the sinner, hate the sin and shit like that. Like that's just dumb. So just don't say it. If you don't believe that God loves gay people, then you're not my friend. So unfriend me and get off my page. <clears throat> and I feel like that about race and about ability differences and everything. So I really do from the deepest part of my soul and always have believed in full equality. So in that sense, I feel like I didn't come from a family that was raised to hate people who are gay. Was it easy for my family? No. My dad had passed away. I know without question that my dad always loved me and he would have loved me whether I was gay or straight or whatever. He just, you know, he would have. And would he have been curious about it or confused a little? Probably, but maybe not. I don't know. You know, he would be in his mid 80s by now. But I did live and I did have to come out to my mom. And, you know, coming out to your mom is just so hard. And even though, and I had an easy mom to come out to in some ways, but, you know, she was, she's not a discriminatory person. You know, she's a product of her generation, but she is a loving, kind person. But when it's your child, people take that very personally, like it's a bad thing. Now, I think if any of my children were gay, I'd, it would make no difference to me at all. But then again, I'm gay. So the idea that you did something wrong or you made this happen, this bad thing happen, it's not a bad thing. And I wanted, you know, I want my children so badly to be able to be all of who they are, no matter what, that I decided, and it was a really hard decision to, to break my commitment of marriage in order to be open and honest about my life. And, and that's a hard thing to do. And it was not over a relationship. I didn't meet somebody and come out. I met myself and came out. It wasn't until probably three, two or three years later that I actually had my first relationship with a woman. And of course that didn't work out because you're an adolescent and dumb and stupid and none of it works out. But I'm going to share with you the letter that I wrote to my mom and I'm going to try to read it without too much so you can understand it. Dear mom, it was January 2nd, 2008. And I had already known, I, I had already known for at least a year. I write this letter from a place of compassion and love. I cannot apologize for who I am, but I'm sorry that this news about me has hurt you so deeply. Oh, I think this is a letter in response to having told her on the phone. I told her on the phone on New Year's Eve. I wanted to start the new year clear and clean. So I called her on the phone and I told her in person. And this is the response. She was very loving on the phone. And then she had 
a really strong negative response afterwards. And I understand that now. I was really hurt at the time, but I understand that now. So let me start again. I write this letter from a place of compassion and love. I cannot apologize for who I am, but I'm sorry that this news about me has hurt you so deeply. I've struggled with being honest about who I am. I've searched the depths of my soul to figure out the right thing to do. I've explored every option, especially the one of just sticking it out and pretending to be someone that I am not. I decided that in the grand scheme of life, that being honest is the most important thing. Cancer taught me many lessons about living. Most importantly, that truly loving is about embracing someone honestly and entirely for whatever length of time you have them in your life. This is a gift. I know it will take you time to process this information and what it all means to you. I know that you may never be able to accept the truth about who I am. I made the choice about being honest, knowing that honesty comes at great cost, but it's worth pursuing. My children are at the center of my universe. They always have been and always will be. No one can love them more than I do. No one can or will protect them the way that I will. And no one will teach them that being unkind or rejection or an unwillingness to accept diversity is okay. So yes, this may be hard for them at times, but ultimately they will emerge as people who understand the meaning of love, truth, and honesty. I am far from perfect, but I've done the best I can. Eric is my family and will be and we will be together forever just different than expected. Our children reflect the commitment we have to family and they will remain paramount in all our decisions as we navigate through this different difficult time. I cannot explain or describe how we really got to this point and it wouldn't matter anyway. All I ask is that you continue to embrace my children in loving ways and even try to be neutral about me. I expect no more and I expect no less. I will always love you. Much love and respect, Kristen. Thank you, baby. So that was my mom. It was really, really um, difficult you know, to, to process all of this with her. And, and now today she's very loving. She doesn't like, she's, you know, she would wave a rainbow flag if she could. She's homebound. She loves my wife. She has relationships with all my children. You know, everybody, what people don't understand a lot of times is that when you come out, you've done all this digging and work and, processing your way of coming out to somebody like you've been doing. It is not something that you just do on a moment's notice you. And hopefully somebody doesn't call you out because that does happen too and can have devastating consequences in your life, but you've done that. And so then when you come out to somebody that you love deeply, what you have to realize, and this is this is the wisdom of my age when I came out, is that and and probably being a psychologist, that they need time and grace to say all the wrong things and do things poorly and 
whatever, just process themselves before they can actually come around the block with you and then be totally on your team. And I feel like that's what happened with my mom. You know, she wasn't expecting this information on New Year's Eve. What was I thinking? Like, I thought, oh, surprise, happy New Year's, You're, I'm gay. And, you know, it wasn't like that for her. For me, it was like a clean slate. For her, it was like um, a shock. You know, it was just a shock that she didn't know what to do with. And so, and when I say, you know, coming out is, you know, I have had a lot of power and privilege in my life. I was married to a white man. I am a person. I am a white person. I am an educated person. I, you know, have, I just do, you know, I've been a college professor and now I have a PhD and now I'm a doctor. So I have power and privilege and my voice is heard over other voices at times, not always. However, when I divorced and came and became, you know, came out as gay, I lost a lot of power and a lot of privilege and, and my job. I had, I was, I was hired one day and two days later when somebody just didn't work, want to work with a lesbian, which completely threw me because my per, the boss who liked me called me in her office and said, sorry, there's just somebody in our office who won't work with a lesbian. And I'm like, what? Like what? Like that's the, that's a thing. And, you know, deep down I kind of knew it was a thing, but I thought that humanity was bigger and better than that. That was my ignorance about discrimination and bias and just unkindness. And so, yeah, I lost that job. Um, it was a, it was a process, but the grand scheme of things. And as, as we move through pride and know things that are, you know, we're going through a lot of things right now and it's important to recognize why people celebrate in the streets during June. And like I said, I've said this before, I want to get rid of June as Pride Month. I want every day to be Pride Day. Just like it doesn't matter if you're gay or straight. You can be proud of who you are regardless of everything. So before I go, I was also going to share with you the other really, I've talked about him before. It's my brother. He's only 18 months older than me. And he's really an important person in my life from when I was a very, very tiny all the way up to who I am today. He's probably the smartest person I know. And I credit him for my strength and resilience in so many ways because I know he protected me through growing up in this kind of crazy, but crazy city that I grew up in, but I love to pieces. And, um, so here was my other part of coming out, which was to my brother and my bro- And remember like my, my hometown that I grew up in, that I was an adolescent in, I knew nobody who was gay. I mean, I, I knew one guy who was gay, but I didn't really know any, like he was way older than me. I didn't know that much about him. And I didn't know any women that were gay. 
it just didn't make sense to me. I kind of knew I was a little different, but I didn't know why. I just thought, oh, you know, I surf, I hang with the guys. I even, I mean, I had a boyfriend. He was a really nice guy. So I just didn't know. That's it. That's all I can say. I can't explain why some people come out later in life and some people know when they're nine. Um, you're going to get to hear that story tomorrow. But um, because, well, I'll tell you in a minute. But here's my letter to my brother. <clears throat> Dear Brent, I've tried to connect with you many times over the past few months, but really that's proven to be quite difficult. I know that has to do with where you are at emotionally, so I decided to share this news with you in a letter. I write this from a place of love and compassion again. Uh, it is all I have at this point to give, but know that my love and concern for you has been unwavering. Brent, I'm gay. I've known for almost a year the epiphany came out of the blue and, but really has provided much clarity and self-awareness, and I have allowed myself to explore who I am honestly for the first time. I have found my way home. Eric and I are separated and figuring out how to move forward with our lives in a way that is healthy and positive for our children. I'm telling you this because at one point in my life, you were someone I felt close to and that I could count on for unconditional love and support. I tell you this because I love you and believe that you deserve to know who I am. Cancer taught me many lessons about living. Most importantly, that truly loving is about embracing someone honestly and entirely for whatever length of time you have them in your life. Time is a gift. I want to share who I am openly and honestly. I want my children to know me. My children are, I think this is the same paragraph. The children are the center of my universe. They always have been and always will be. No one can love them more than I do. No one will protect them the way I will. And no one will teach them that being unkind or rejection or an unwillingness to accept diversity is okay. So yes, this is this may be hard for them at times, but ultimately they will emerge as people who understand the meaning of love, truth, and honesty. I have no expectations of anyone. I know that there will be people who rise to the occasion and others who totally disappear. I've accepted this reality. Truth can be difficult to hear, difficult to accept, and compassion difficult to give in a way that is truly unconditional. I've struggled with this reality. I've cried and cried and cried. And I felt like jumping off a cliff at times and wondered if dying of cancer would have been easier for everyone. Those are miserable, dark places to go, but have been my reality this past year. So today I'm working from a different place and trying to understand life differently. I cannot apologize for who I am and who I am not. I can only invite you into my world and hope that you can decide to stay. I share this with you out of love. So I can tell you today that my brother and I are very close. I love him dearly. I consider him, you know, just my big, big, special, loving brother. And so that's my story. That's how, that's how I got here. 
And as many of you know, or maybe some of you don't know, I had the exciting experience and of meeting and marrying my wife a year, almost a year ago. It'll be a year ago in September when we got married, but we've been together longer than that. And so she is amazing. And we have a really different, different story. We met on match. Okay. That's not really that exciting. And, but she came out much younger. She knew about herself much younger than I did. And so I'm going to let her tell her story tomorrow. So you get a little bit of a different perspective and you get to have a little bit more depth about who I am and who I share my life with and who I love dearly and who my children share their lives with because this is who I am. And we've all had to make big, big adjustments, but they're so worth it. And that's what pride is all about. It's about surviving this. This is hard. This is hard under the best of circumstances. If anybody's watched the movie Love, Simon, I don't think you could come out in a better environment than Love, Simon. And it was still hard, the movie Love, Simon. And for me, coming out later in life, there are lots and lots and lots of people who come out later in life, men and women, after having children. And so we all have a different story. You know, we're all different people. But that's what I want everybody to know is that it doesn't make you more gay because you came out when you were 12. And it doesn't make you less gay because you come out when you're 59. It just, you know, this is this is the human process and we have to help people along the journey together. So happy pride <laughs> and thanks for letting me probably clear tears that have been just building up for a long time about all the unrest that's going on in our world right now. And, you know, occasionally it is hard to go back and to revisit times that were really difficult and sad and celebrate how far we've come because I truly feel like every step I take today is me, the real, true, honest me. So go forth, be happy, be loving, and be safe and be well. Tell your friends that you love them and be an ally. <laughs> I love you. Happy Pride. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you. If you're interested in booking a training, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at my website, Dr. B Connections. There's a big button that says, book a training with Dr. B. It's that easy. If this show has been beneficial for you, please share it with your friends and family. Spreading the word about the show helps us grow our audience and helps continue to change the world together. Again, thanks so much for listening to Delusional Optimism. Now, go leave a life print.